0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: Hi, everybody. It's Aurora and Kristen, and we have a very special guest here today. We have the one and only Kim Douglas. She's a TV personality, a host, pro aging frontier woman. She's a breast cancer survivor, podcast host of Healthy Dose. She's a mother a wife and monthly columnist contributor for pro age women magazine. She is an honest ball of energy with all the beauty tricks up her sleeve. And looking at her right now, I am going to have to pick her brain about some of those. And one thing that I've just loved learning about her is that she has a strong sense of faith and she has kept that by her side. I'm going to let her tell us a little bit about herself and where are you at at life right now? I mean, you look amazing and I just feel like. You've lived so much. How are you able to maintain this physical and mental beauty?
0: Wow. Well, first off, thank you so much. And you know what's so nice? It's so nice walking into a place with women supporting women. You guys, the minute I walked in, we're like, oh, you look so great. Oh, I like this. Oh, I mean, I think the more we lift each other up, it sounds so cliche. But I walked in and I just fed off of your energy. Mm -hmm. And you know, walking in as a 63-year-old woman to a, a room of young women all here, you know, you feel a little bit like, oh gosh, I probably have my cane and my walker with the two you know, tennis balls on the bottom. Yeah. You know? But I recently listened to a podcast with a Jane Fonda, who I believe is Love 85 her. or 86, and she just looks great. And so I think if her and I can encourage you guys that, you know what, every age you can look forward to and you don't have to be, you know, I remember women that were like in their forties even or fifties, Peter Pan collar, glasses, Mm -hmm. bad bangs, you know, sweaters, a little hunch in Mm -hmm. the back. Now it's like, absolutely not. So that's part of my message.
2: And also you mentioned walking into this store about lifting women up and the energy you feed off each other. I've you know, tried to do my research before you came in and I'm just obsessed with you. And I love that you mentioned Jane Fonda because she's my idol. I always joke to my husband, I'm like, I'm going to have tits like that when I'm 85. Oh, I mean <laughs> it.
0: And how about the body? Oh my Not gosh. just the boobs. Oh, oh yeah, my and the attitude, oh. you know, the
2: energy. So I know that you, you know, going back to your early days in your Please. career, you worked on a gossip show mm-hmm. and you had mentioned you didn't exactly love gossiping about other people. You liked after the show, complimenting them, and bringing them up. So, can you tell us about that and kind yeah. of that epiphany that you had as a young woman?
0: Yeah. And I don't want to make myself like a Mother Teresa because, <laughs> as my producer Allison here knows, believe me, we can sit and did you hear, did you see the housewives last week? Oh my gosh. And she, and can you believe? So, I will get down and dirty with yeah. the best of them. Oh, yes. But <gasps> there is a difference. We're alone together and we're talking about, I didn't love those shoes. Mm-hmm. They were real, you know, but when I got on to E! Entertainment, which at the time was just getting started. And they said, we've got this network that's going to be 24 hours of entertainment. We were like, yeah, that's really going to (laughs) work. Who is going to watch? Well, needless to say, yeah, Yeah. I mean, everybody. So I ended up getting on a show called The Gossip Show. And I was with these very, very prominent publication people that really had been like the Perez Hiltons of the newspaper world. And so I really had to up my game. Like, And did you hear that... JLo, you know, her boy. And, and what I realized is I was giving information that really could affect someone's life. And again, I'm no mother Teresa. I'm not trying to ever say that, but I was raised in a very strong family of faith. And I also believe you reap what you sow and what you put out there comes back to you. So I was like, you know, it just doesn't, feel great, mm-hmm. me giving this info. It was icky. It really did. And it was going out to a large amount of people. And I didn't even know any of these people, you know. So I meant the stars. I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling about their intimate lives because we had gotten it from somebody who had gotten it, you know. And so I went to my producer and I said, look, I don't want to lose this gig because it was really hard to get. And secondly, I love the show. But could I do this? And I literally would do this with you guys the minute that the mics go off. I love your nails. Who does them? They look so good. Your eyes are beautiful. Your hair and your skin beyond. I mean, and who does your brows? So that's just the way I am. Yeah. You know, I love giving information and getting it. So I I would sit with actresses after they did a movie and I would be like, what are you doing? And they would tell me, like the first one I ever heard was Sarah Jessica Parker. And she said she was a little bit oily in her T-zone and she would go in the bathroom because she was so poor and take the toilet seat cover and rip a piece. And it was the same wow. as the very expensive blotting pads oh that gosh. we get from Mac or whatever. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, so who can't do that? Everyone. yeah, Free. Hello. And a star does it. So I said, what if I start telling like beauty stuff that's real? And he was like, okay, let's see how that's going to work. And needless to say, not only did it resonate with women, but I gave affordable tips, tips from really beautiful women. And then it turned into the Black Book of Hollywood Beauty Secrets and sold an amazing amount of copies. Wow! Oh my gosh.
1: I just love that because I can the energy of like you we've all done things that kind of put us in a low vibe yeah and I love that you can speak about it now too and not feel shame about it a lot of times I feel like we've done things we're not proud of and yeah. we just don't talk about it it's shameful we stick it under the rug pretend like it never happened but it sounds like after you were doing that gossiping and then you kind of turned back to yourself and you had more energy giving people tips and compliments and just that energy putting that somewhere where it can do service for others. So, I mean, that
2: those are the things that last. And on a surface level, you might be telling them a beauty secret. Yeah. But really, who doesn't love a compliment and who doesn't love, like when you tell someone a compliment, they're almost surprised these days. They're it's like, true. Or if you ask someone, how are you? They're like, oh, like when I get my Starbucks, there's like, what do you want? I'm like, how are you? Yeah. And they're just in shock. They're like, keep the it moving, simple. lady. Yeah, 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 yeah. 50 yeah. lattes <laughs> today. Yeah, yeah. Right. But we. But the power of making someone feel beautiful, even through words and complimenting them, goes such a long way. It certainly does.
0: And I really instill that in my son. I have a 25-year-old, Hunter Douglas. They think we own the blind company. We don't. <laughs> is he single? He, he <laughs> is single. And he's I'm very handsome. But, you know, I, I say to him, and, and he's in finance, he's not at all in in the business, and He says, you know, mom, it really is about the contacts. And when you are just that little bit extra interested in somebody, you just can't believe how much more they remember or they, oh yeah, that one, he, oh yeah, let's, it's just amazing. Something simple. And it can be, of course, authentic. You don't mm-hmm. have to be faking it.
2: People remember how you make them feel more than anything. Angela
0: Mayu. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you, you started to share these beauty secrets yes. and I heard this incredible story of rejection initially that turned into one of your longest lasting partnerships with the Ellen show. Yeah. Can you tell us about that story?
0: Yes. So as you said, Aurora, it really is interesting when you do check in with yourself and do something that's authentic with your spirit, how God does kind of open that door. Because I could have stayed on that show Mm -hmm. and maybe been a pretty big gossip columnist, but where was I going to go from there necessarily? And gossip, you know, and I think of Perez Hilton and certain people like that, they kind of petered out. And then with me, the book... And then it opened a whole beauty career for me where I wrote the book. A producer of The Ellen Show came to my book signing, and my husband at the time was pitching him and saying he knew him from a producing point of view. And he said, You know, I think Kim would be great with Ellen. And the producer, Matt Wright, turned to Jerry and he said, Jerry, Ellen is, a, at the time, a 40-year-old white gay woman. She has no interest <laughs> yeah. whatsoever She in doesn't lipstick. want your lip, yeah. Lip yeah, recommendations. She with, yeah, <laughs> she has no interest. There is zero to none possibility Kim is ever getting on The Ellen Show to talk about beauty. Two days later, phone rings, Matt Wright, Ellen just got the first time around named as the host of the Oscars. Ellen thought it would be really fun to do a, how do I get ready in my pretty gown, in my whole outfit that all the women hosts do when it wasn't really her? How about if we do? And I showed her how to put rose petals in her bra and how if you wear grapefruit, the scent of grapefruit, the person that smells you wearing grapefruit perceives you to be five years younger now that you guys oh, need this wow. in your chronological right that age. <laughs> yeah. So we were doing, you know, she had grapefruits in her bra. She had rose petals on her head. By the end of the segment, you know, people were in hysterics. She loved it. And I was booked for one show and I was on 19 years. I was her most returning guest ever.
2: That God. is absolutely insane. I just love that. And,
1: and I love the sentiment of you know, you, you trust your gut, you go with what your body's telling you. And if you just take that step in that direction, the universe always meets you halfway. I've found that in my personal life so much. And also just, you said it was your husband that pitched you. Yeah, I think that's also super important too. Like when you are living in your truth and you're surrounded by people who also believe in you, it's like you have tentacles everywhere because they're, your your vibrations are just radiating throughout everybody that you know, and that's the those are the things that you can stay consistent with too. Like you said, you were on the Ellen Show for how many years? Nineteen for nineteen years. See, if you you might have been great at that gossip column, yeah. but I mean, was that going to last nineteen years? And was it
0: going to be the number one network show syndicated right. for that long?
2: And what tell me because I have to ask this question with you know the controversy yeah. of the Ellen Show. What was your experience like? Because you hear it was. Horrible. Mm -hmm. But in my mind, I was like, "But it's Ellen. She's awesome. So what was your personal experience like with with her? So here's the
0: honest truth with that. I think that when you get to the level of an Ellen or an Oprah or a whoever it is, I think you have to be very protective Mm -hmm. because everyone wants something from you. Either they have something in their life, they know someone, they're related to somebody who is in the middle of a very difficult health crisis. They need your help financially. They need your help promoting it. They need whatever. And I just think you have to set up a a barrier a little bit. And there's nothing wrong with that when you get to that pinnacle. I can never even imagine walking into this room and knowing that my job and me being here is putting your child through school, is paying for your mortgage, is doing her car payment and is paying for her apartment. That level of
2: responsibility. That's a lot, you guys. That's a lot for one person.
0: You know, now, having said that, I was there for 19 years. I came in, I went into the, I got my dressing room, went into the makeup room, got hair, went back in my dressing room. Ellen never rehearsed with me one time which I think is genius because she is so improvisationally mm-hmm. amazing. So was that so part
2: funny. of you think her her art creativity yes. not like I'm an asshole you know I'm not going to talk to the to the talent it's a this is we're going to vibe when we vibe yeah
0: well for me personally she yeah. did that because she wanted to be yeah I, she talked to other people yeah but and we talked after but she never wanted to know any of my stuff before and she never so that wanted, it was real yeah
2: and authentic and
0: for me you know what she was always so gracious and kind we text with each other just a couple of days ago i think i told Allison and you know, so I can only talk about people the way I find them. To me, she was really wonderful, yeah, and I'm amazing.
1: amazingly blessed. Not the tea that we wanted, but oh, I know. <laughs> but I, know. I have to ask it, I'm okay? just kidding. <laughs> Honestly, that makes me feel much better, though, because I, I love Ellen, know, and I, I hated her. hearing it like that. Stuff, so
2: it's good that we cleared the air. And look at you coming full circle. You were gossiping and early now, in the day, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now you're squashing like the gossip. And I have to, on that note, because I did hear you in an interview talk about that Ellen experience and and getting that that gig. And I think it was your friend, Chris Jenner, who said, if you're if the, someone's saying no, you're talking to the wrong person. That piece of advice no, really. stuck with me. It's going to stick with me for the rest of my life. I just told someone on our team today that I was like, you know, get this person. And if they're saying no, talk to someone else. Gosh, it's so, so true. Tell me how bad that, that piece of advice affected you. And what other like incredible pieces of advice have you learned from other women over the years that oh, stuck wow. with you? I think that's so
0: good. And I think women truly, it goes again to the beginning of our conversation, whether I'm walking in the door and you guys are so uplifting or whether we're just sharing advice. It's so important that we do that with each other because I was raised in a generation where women were very competitive with each other. And if I'm doing a podcast, you're not getting it. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. And if
0: I'm up for the Ellen spot, she's not Get you know, so it was very much my gain is
1: your loss. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. So Chris definitely said that to me. And, and she says it to all of her girls. You know what? If somebody says no, sweetie, then you're talking to the wrong person. And she really means it and she'll just pick up the next line. Unfortunately, I was raised Michigan, Midwest, very a religious Christian home, a stay-at-home mom, a dad who was a carpenter. And I kind of was raised like, if you go the person they say no. So, thanks for listening. Same. So glad. Be realistic. Yeah. Sorry, I took your time. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe it's not going to work for you. Yeah. So I was the opposite. So having women like that in my life really is good to say no. You don't have to always back up. I have this disease called the people pleaser. So I have to make sure that I'm pleasing. Are you guys, is this okay? You guys are are good. And even the guy over there, are we good? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. it's good. So we're all, I just have to make sure, you know, and Chris doesn't, Chris is like, am I good? Yeah. Am I good? Am I, is this the right? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Which is
1: interesting because it's kind of anti maternal in our society to put yourself first. And especially, I think that's why people love to hate her sometimes too, because she's that mom who like broke all the barriers Mm -hmm. and is like, you know, she's she's not letting her age stop her. She's not letting anything stop her. And she's not going to fit into
2: a box to make you feel comfortable. Exactly. You don't have to fit into one box. You can fit into 20 boxes if you want. You don't have to be one thing anymore. Yep. And I think you've proven that. And what I love is that you have created this whole new narrative around aging. You know, everything you see on commercials or on products is anti-aging, anti-anti, which We know anti-means against. It's negative. It's negative. And you're actually attracting more negativity and aging, you know, whether you believe it or not, you are are attracting that. So tell us what pro-aging means to you and how can we age more gracefully, not only physically, but also mentally and, and emotionally?
0: That's really a good question. So, you know, again, when I started, pretty much all the supermodels and the actresses were... Pretty on the decline Mm -hmm. at about 40. You were not really gonna make it here anymore. So you had to think about your second chapter, if there even was one. And as we had more and more women, the I don't even know if you guys know these names, but Christy Brinkley and Mm -hmm. Cindy Crawford and Michelle Pfeiffer and Madonna and so many other women that I could just go across the board and CEOs, women that have started huge companies as they continued on, I think it's it stretched it out. And it went from 40 to then 50 and then 60. And now we're talking about Jane Fonda again, 80s. So I think what happened is I was very protective of talking about my age and anything that was a little bit negative. You know, you don't ever want to say like, oh, my arms aren't mm-hmm. as firm as they used to be or oh, mm-hmm. I'm not six feet. I'm really... I am, you know, mm-hmm. and all I did, I got all of my career from talking about beauty. And then I got hit with stage three breast cancer. And so after that, I got chemo for 18 and a half weeks, radiation, you know, lost all my hair, lost my eyebrows, lost my eyelashes, turned green, lost 17 pounds in three months. So basically all of that was ripped away from me. Yeah. And when you get something taken away so brutally from you, I think you reimagine, reframe, and you get a new purpose. And I say, so am I gonna go back after losing all of that and getting all of that literally and my rust taken away, all of that taken away, and then go back and be like, oh, and here I am and I've got my wig and I'm or am I gonna be authentic? And again, like the which you brought up so beautifully, like the gossip show, I had that fork in the road. Do I listen to my spirit or do I just fake it and do what everybody in the industry said? You don't want to be that cancer girl. You don't want to be the old lady. You don't want to be the menopause woman, you know? Oh, that's going to end your career. And what ended up happening again, listen to my heart, listen to my spirit, listen to God and said, I have to be on what I'm green and I have no hair. What's the alternative? So when I became authentic and said, I got hit and this was really brutal, but I'm going to get out of it and I'm going to share everything that I can. I'm going to tell you my exact age. I'm going to tell you exactly what I do. I'm going to share with you that every birthday is such a blessing. Yeah. And I'm going to share that instead of making you guys try to feel like I'm 50. Yeah. I mean, I guess you would think maybe a little better of me, but would you really No,
2: absolutely not. I don't not. think so. I love how I'm, open your heart is. It is so beautiful and yeah. inspiring. I'm seven months pregnant and highly emotional <laughs> right now, but <laughs> you have me already in tears, know, she's because got us all in tears It it is inspiring because as you get older, like I'm 33 right now. I'm like I'm always like yeah, it's such a weird age, 33. It's so weird and it is weird. But I I see people like you. I see people like Jane Fonda and it it gives me excitement. And we actually just talked about, you know, how lost we were in our 20s and how exciting our 30s are. Yeah. I can't imagine my 40s. I'm actually looking forward to my 40s and my 50s when I thought it was the end of the road beforehand because of people like you. So great. Yeah. I love the these kind of
1: patterns in your life that I'm noticing actually in my own life, too, where The times when we're just knocked off our ass, the times when you, you know, you lose somebody or like I'm going through a divorce or the relationship didn't work out, the job didn't work out, whatever it is, those times when you're at a place where you have no other choice but to turn back to yourself. And what are we but, you know, extensions of source energy or God or universe or whatever you want to call it. So it's Unfortunately, it's those times you have to feel the pain of those times to realize your connection to to a greater purpose. And and it's so interesting that those times where you were knocked off your socks and you turned back to yourself, you were almost like resurrected with this new ability to make a positive impact on other people. You're right. Which is like what we're all here for. And the greatest gift you can give yourself and others. So it's just amazing to see how just we it's not our plan, guys. You got to yeah. take your hand off the wheel because it's there's a, there's like a greater purpose out there for you that you probably could never imagine.
0: You're so right. Um, Thank you for noticing. Yeah,
1: that. It's like I it warms mean. my heart. And I think also because I am in the midst of like my own trauma yes. right now, I think I'm more almost perceptive to people that are that are feeling deeply as well. Yeah. You know. So, and it, you're just such an inspiration. And and I wanted to also just ask you a little bit about your journey. You talked about a stump and I, cause I listened to your podcast with my friend, Christine Bullock, who has an amazing podcast, Keep It Simple Sexy. And you talked about, <laughs> and you could gather yourself, cause I know I, this part, literally this part of the podcast I listened to made me cry on the way here. Cause she talks about this stump and I don't want to take over the, the I'll Please, let you do no. it. No, I'll let you talk about it unless you want a second. No,
0: no. So, You know, you're absolutely right when you said about you really reach down and you find your foundation when you get knocked off your feet, as you said. And you had said to me earlier what other women have inspired me. And I just read something in a devotion last night by Oprah. And she said, without the storms, the strength doesn't come. So I know you might be going through a storm right now. And maybe some of the people watching and listening to this podcast might have some storms of their own but without the storms you really don't know how strong you are and that was tested very much with me so you know i had a highlight reel and i bet you guys do too you know we i have that highlight reel and i watch christine and we were talking when we came in about oh, she's got the cutest clothes and the greatest body and oh and yeah. we all show that highlight reel of our life And I think it's really hard, especially for us as women, to ever show the other side where, you know, you were saying, I'm not feeling so great. I'm a little emotional. Oh, I'm not. I didn't just eat a lot. And you were saying, you know, I'm going through this struggle right now with the love situation. And so when I found myself being struck with stage 3B breast cancer, and I felt like, I had done everything right. Like I drink the green juices and I don't eat meat. I don't smoke. And I, you know, live a really good life. And I try to keep my weight in check and blow off. So I check all the boxes and then I get hit with stage three. And I'm like, you know what? This is not at all part of the highlight reel. And it definitely is not part of what you want to project out there. So I couldn't find my foundation. I couldn't find my grounding. And I was going through, I think it was number eight of chemo. And it was just so brutal and so hard. And I found myself kind of metaphorically, but also literally walking in my backyard and just walking into nature. And I just felt kind of so lost, so, so lost. And I'm just walking and crying. And am I going to, you know, it sounds dramatic, but truly, am I going to live or die? Because chemo can kill you. It really can. So I'm walking down this ravine in the backyard and I keep on walking. And I get to the end of the path and I can't go any further. Or I'll jump in the ravine, which did cross my mind. And I'm standing there and I look up in the sky and I just go, you know, God, I've talked about you my whole life. I've been raised with you. And I want to know if I'm going to live or die because I have a son yeah, and I have a husband, I have a mom. And I said, so here's what I just need from you. Not a big ask. I didn't feel, I just need a sign just need a little sign. And again, going back to our highlight reel, you know, I wanted a butterfly. It would be beautiful if I could yeah. say, yeah. and yes. the butterfly. Yeah. It's always the butterflies. With yes. I'm yellow. always looking <laughs> <Yep>. for butterflies. <laughs> and he sat on my shoulder Yeah, and his wings fly. Well, we wouldn't happen. have believed you. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I know, I figured. <laughs> and then I thought, well, and, and then I went down the line and I was kind of at the point where I was like, just a twig. If a twig just comes yes. down, you know, anything at all, you guys there was nothing. I mean, it was just silence. There was nothing there. And I was like, wow, isn't this interesting that when you get to your worst point, the storm in your life, nothing shows up, whatever you believe in, it just doesn't show up. It's so horrible. So I stood and then I got my dander up and I was like, well, I'm going to outweigh, I'm going to outweigh you and I'll just stay here and outweigh you, God. And I waited, I waited, and I was so weak. And anyway, it came after however long. And I'm just, you know, tears streaming down my face and no hair and green and all that. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to go back in. And I hang my head just like, you know, where am I? And what am I going to do now? And when I look down, there is this big, huge, deeply rooted into the ground, this big stump, and my feet are completely in the middle of this stump and the foundation of this stump was so strong and so deeply rooted so into the earth it had been cut down there were rocks there were cement there was bricks they couldn't get around it the stump had to stay and my feet were planted solid on this stump and it was like god was saying you're always looking at your highlight reel you're always looking up there for the butterflies it's the grounding. Sometimes it's ugly. It wasn't a pretty stump. It's yeah. a cut down stump. But it was strong. But it was strong and it was rooted and it could weather the 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 rocks and the bricks and it could weather those storms and hold you up and keep you standing. So from that moment on, I went back home and I said, I'm going to hit me, hit me every time with these chemos. I'm going to get through it. Take these breaths. I'm going to get through it. Take all my hair. I got this, and I did, and I soared through, and I'm four years cancer-free.
1: Oh my gosh! Wow, you guys might not be able to see this, but she's got some real yeah. good hair. Yeah, she's so, lucky with the good hair. Okay. There you go. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jay Z,
0: hi. No, I wasn't her. Anyway, and the hair came back, and all and of that. You know,
1: and you know what, Kim? If you were looking for the butterflies, yeah, you probably wouldn't have seen the stump. Yeah. you're right. And I just love like the I, like I have chills with just the irony and the parallel oh, of hair. like. Here you are you're this woman who represents like older older than past your 30s yes. women who still are exuberantly bright and and j- just radiate health and beauty and and it was the stump the thing that had no more beauty left that, that people might overlook, but it just reminds me so much of the children's book here. with My mom yes. showing "Shell Silverstein," oh, which is just like tree. one of my just favorite books ever. And it's I just know. about this, you know, this tree that just gives everything of itself for this for this man. And at the end of the day, it's just a stump, and and then the man has the stump to sit on a stump. The representation just with the roots that are just stretching so far down. And that's the thing with with people who are older, and I'm feeling this in my 30s even, like. I'm I'm a more rooted version of myself yes. now. I have more history. I have more to give. And you know what you can't always see that. On the surface, it might look like I have a few more wrinkles, but you know what those wrinkles stand for? They stand for all the heartbreaks I went through, Is all the done. things that helped me get my footing. And and I just think it's just such a powerful metaphor and something that you can take so much from. So I'm so happy you're still here to, to share that message with us. And your husband and you're
2: a mother. You're not just fighting for yourself now. I mean, I have so much anxiety as a mom every single day that something's going to happen to me or my family. I don't know if this is normal, if I need to go to therapy for it, but <laughs> I I'm always nervous now I because before I was just living for myself. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Yeah. When you're a mother and you have a partner you genuinely love and is your partner, right. your life, you're living for something so much greater. Oh. So I know you, you leaned on your faith. What did, how did you and your husband do this together? And you guys were together for how many years? Uh,
0: almost forty.
2: Almost forty years. It was my
0: first interview out of college. So literally, if it was a podcast, he would have been the first guest. Wow. And you know, the joke goes: Thank God I didn't interview like the Night Stalker. Yeah, oh my so God, I would have yeah. been married to them. It would, I would have, have been, been oh, it would have been that guy, whoever great, it was. Yeah, yeah. great interview. Let's get married, okay? Oh so he was my first interview out of college. I was twenty-three. And he was an actor on The Young and the Restless for 40 years. He played John Abbott. And I was a news anchor in upstate Michigan. And then six months later, we got married. And we were married for almost 40 years. And we had Hunter. And so your question was... Like, what's
2: the secret? How, how? What's the secret to 40 years of marriage?
0: Yeah. So here's the thing that most women say to me that were around us after he passed. They said, number one, Jerry put." Hunter and I always first in his life. We really were like the absolute priority. And he did dote on me. He really did. I, in turn, had so much respect for him because as a man, as a husband, and as a father, you know, I look at a, a char- the character, we're talking so much today about what's inside the authenticity. And when the doors were shut and nobody could see, just cheat a little on Your taxes, or just, Mm -hmm. you know, take that little extra, or say that you showed up, or whatever it is, it doesn't even matter. Whatever it is, it's just part of your character. And when the doors were shut, Jerry was exactly the same as he was with an audience watching. He never, ever wasn't authentic. And that word keeps coming up with us. He was noble, such a great word. And I respected him. And I think you have to have a, a a modem of respect for each other, and he put us first, and I put him first. And
1: I know that there beautiful. was an age gap in your marriage, oh, right? Huge. Because I I'm 15 years younger than my ex husband. So and and sometimes you know people are like, well, what would you expect? You know I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But but obviously, this is not always the case. You know, age gap does not have to mean that your marriage is doomed. But for me, what I found just from my personal experience and from some other marriages too, when you have a um, partner, especially the man who's much older, that sometimes you can kind of take on the role of them being like, oh, well, I know more than you. And like, like was he very accepting of your growth and your because you're going to change a lot from a 23 year old yes. to it was were there struggles with that?
0: Interestingly enough, I Listen, I'm not trying to say in any way, shape, or form that there wasn't. I think at the beginning, he was more of a patriarchal mm-hmm. person, and he did lead the way. I mean, you know, I came out from Michigan.
1: You're this little pet- yeah. petite blonde yeah, exactly. midwesterner. I don't it's even, like, like oh, anybody wants to yeah. scoop one of those up yeah. as a wife. Well, that's
0: really sweet of you. But, but you know, he did open so many doors and, and, and show me so much wisdom. But here's the funny thing, and this is funny in life, and it could happen with you guys having partners that are the same age. We ended up flipping because Jerry retired mm. and my career started really soaring. Right. So as he started retiring and wanting to, I'm like, well, let me show you. You've got to get on Instagram. Yeah. Or you better do a podcast. <laughs> well, what about, you know? And I'm showing him now all of the technical. There was or- no
1: competition. No,
0: there wasn't. And I do believe that if I was married to somebody my age, I think, I, I think I'm a little bit you said I could say whatever I want, ballsy, and I'm a little <laughs> yeah. ambitious. And I think it might have made a man my age be like, oh, I don't know
2: yeah. about this. a confident yeah. man, I think. Yeah. It says something about your husband, too. He's confident in himself where he doesn't have to worry yeah. about overstepping. And I'm sure once he retired, it was fun for him. To be your cheerleader, exactly, and he was—he really was. Oh, that's so
1: amazing! That's I, great. I, I feel happy for you that you got to experience forty years of, of that. Yeah, you're right. And I just—I know that he was. You said he passed away about a year ago. A year, now. Yeah, a little over a year. Um, not to compare my situation to yours in any way, but we're just talking about traumas, loss, and loss, yes. and the stages of grieving. And I know that when I go through anything, I try to go get all the resources I can to learn about. What what it, How do I deal with this? And it's so nice to to also hear the stories of other people who have been through similar things. I, do you have anything that you're reading or like listening to now that's really helping you just with your stages of grief? Because I know they they repeat themselves. The yeah, stages
0: they do. So the one thing I'm reading right now is my dear friend Roma Downey. She wrote a book called Be an Angel, and it's all about kindness. Putting out that kindness again into the world. And, you know, it's a little bit more spiritual. And and I read that a lot. And that's my nighttime devotion. But I'm actually starting to read some books that my girlfriends have given me. And I'll have to come back and tell you about this, about dating. So I haven't dated in 40 years. Mm -hmm. Me too, it
1: feels like. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have
0: to double date. Oh Oh my God, please. So that's a whole different ball game. So So you're
1: thinking about it then you're thinking towards it. I'm
0: thinking about it.
1: I'm
2: thinking,
0: I don't, I don't know. I I don't know if I, so what,
2: so what is next for you?
0: Wow. Next is, I love this podcast I'm doing, which is called your healthy dose. Very different than yours. And it's all from my health struggle and St. John's literally saved my life. So I do it in association with St. John's foundation and it's all free information. Have you had your mammogram? Did you go get your cervix checked, have you had your colonoscopy? You know, Mm. you just want to stay on top of your health, not to be, you know, running to the doctor every five minutes, but you want to stay on top of that, no matter how young you are. And then I have started kind of what I've talked to you guys about going out into the speakers bureau world and motivational, inspirational speaking, because I do think it's so important to talk to young women like you guys about pro-aging, not anti-aging, that life really does get better and richer. As you continue on that, you know, you go through a loss, but you're going to be stronger and richer and deeper for it and all of those things. So.
2: You're going to absolutely crush the yeah. speaking because we've already cried five times <laughs> and we've laughed. And I think that's the best type of speaker and someone who's inspirational, is someone who can make you feel you know, emotions to the attic right. all the way down to the basement yeah. and, and strength and intensity. And also just being able to kind of see a part of yourself in in someone else. Yes. In the story. In the story,
1: yeah. yeah. I, I think that that's something that people, you know, everyone likes a highlight reel, but what do they actually like more? They like to see themselves reflected and to know that it's okay. It was okay for her, so it's okay for me. Right.
0: Now. And and that is, the, on the an ending note, you guys, we started out with the highlight reel, but I realized after cancer and the loss of my husband and all of this, that when I did show my authenticity and say, I'm a cancer survivor, I'm going through menopause. I lost my husband. I lost my breasts. My son is moving out. I'm, I'm scared. It's Mm -hmm. scary. All these women, whether they're 20 or 50 or 70, were like,
2: me too. too. And and, and now you've made it okay for me to say so. so, and And you can also say, I'm okay. I know. Exactly. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh. On that, note, oh, on that, that note. note, thank you so much for, for being here. I mean, you've totally inspired us. Yeah. And we cannot wait to share this episode and show the world more, Kim Douglas. Thank and you I so yeah. much. And I want you
0: two to continue to soar. Thank Will you, you so much. Yes. Yes.
2: yes, promise. We promise, yes.
1: promise. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, thanks, you guys. <laughs>